0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, suspension issued. BYU football loses a starter for the opener at Nebraska, but how much will it really affect the team? That being
1: tested early in fall camp, including that running back, we're all access with a man stepping up to replace some
0: lost swag, Nate Carter. Plus, one-on-one with receivers coach Guy Holliday, and in all caps, a major change to the 2017 home schedule. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's
2: Spencer Linton and
0: Brian Logan. We are live, BYU Sports Nation, back to work, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of all things BYU, Thursday, August 13th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us once again. I'm um, Spencer Linton teamed up with third-string Cosmo, Brian
1: Logan. <laughs> oh, I wish, man. I, I appreciate that. I take that as a compliment, Spencer. They said I was too short, actually. So
0: those dudes are athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't good athletic.
1: Enough. I wasn't good enough, you know, to do it. And the main concern was that, uh, you know, the kids were going to be taller than me. So yeah, I tried though.
0: Cosmo, the cutoff line is five seven, yeah.
1: uh-huh. mm-hmm. something like yeah. that. Got to be at least five ten to be Cosmo.
0: Jerem Jordan is on vacation this week, and he's at it again with the BYU SN Karma in the Northwest. He called me an hour before the Seattle Mariners Major League Baseball game yesterday. Little did we know he'd witness a no hitter. Wow. Unbelievable the luck that guy has when he's in the Northwest. Wow. At O'Kelly KM says this on Twitter Jerem Jordan, I miss you on BYU Sports Nation, but could you stay in Seattle through the World Series, please? <laughs> Dude, look, look at what has happened during his last two trips to the Northwest. He's witnessed Tyler Haas set the all-time scoring record for BYU basketball. Right. BYU pull off the upset of upsets. They win at Gonzaga and knock off the number three team on their senior night. Right. And now he witnesses a no-hitter. Look, Jerem, if, you, if there is ever a big game in the Northwest, it should be mandatory. That he goes along with the BYU Sports Nation karma to that game. I agree with you, man. I I want
1: to see if his if the karma take goes everywhere, not just the northwest. If 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 he goes anywhere with at, you know within the nation, if that's going to follow him, because if so, uh, I am going to vote that Jerem goes to every game.
0: Perma traveler. Yes. Yes. Holy mm-hmm. cow! Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU linebacker Cione Takitaki has been charged. With two counts of Class B misdemeanor theft by BYU police, as a result, Bronco Mendenhall has suspended Taki Taki for the season opener at Nebraska.
1: BYU announces their 2019 home game against uh, uh, West Coast has been rescheduled for September 16th, 2017, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Big big news here. BYU will begin 2017 with a neutral game versus LSU and then hosting Utah, and then hosting Wisconsin. First
0: three home games, Utah, Wisconsin, Boise State. Big boy pads. The first six games of that schedule, unbelievable. And this is what Bronco Mendenhall told us on media day in Studio B. Wait until you see 2017. We didn't know. Now we know. Bronco Mendenhall also told the media yesterday following day four of fall camp that running back recruit Charles West may join the team in January. To quote Bronco, we're hopeful Charles can join us. Pending everything getting cleared up, which looks like that has happened, we would like to consider him for next season, end quote. So potentially, Jamal Williams, if he comes back, Squally Canada, Charles West, and a senior Algie Brown.
1: Hello! Wow, mom. Mitch Matthews confirmed yesterday after practice that he is recovering from an inguinal hernia. Uh, Matthews had what he called a minor surgery and is expected to begin practice next week. I had a very similar um, uh, surgery and an issue when I played in 2010, and it was like it was it was definitely very minor. I still got a little bit of scars on on my stomach, and I was in and out. I was walking around afterwards. It was fine. It was like a four week recovery. So um, yeah, I it I I am so confident that Mitch will be back 100%. And it really helped me as well. My recovery uh, was fast, but really taking uh, my athletic ability to that next level. So it's interesting to see if Mitch was playing with this last year because that's what happened with me in 2009. and, And a world of a difference once you get an issue like that fixed.
0: Let's get Mitch back on the field. Also, let's rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Testing the depth chart. Sione Takitaki out for the opener at Nebraska after breaking the team conduct policy, as we just outlined. With that latest news, we set up today's Twitter question.
1: How confident are you going into the Nebraska game considering current suspensions and
0: injuries? Ah, uh, what is your confidence level given the suspensions and injuries as BYU heads to Lincoln, Nebraska in just over three weeks? At our greenhouse says, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I am confident partially because our team is great and partly because Nebraska lost NFL players. Brian, mm. how confident are you right now?
1: Interesting. I'm confident. Um, I'm extremely confident, actually. This was one of the games I, I felt that BYU could win and have a convincing win. When you look at what Mike Riley is facing, uh, new uh, systems, new coaches that these kids have to get uh, acclimated to, uh, that, that's, that's pretty tough. It's rough. When you look at the system that Mike Riley wants to run and, and the players that he didn't recruit... I mean that's a that's a challenge, and uh, even their fans aren't confident. <laughs> against that's what, what I've been, been screaming all summer you. long. Like th- so, if their fans aren't confident, what makes you think I'm not going to be confident in in our team? So yes, doesn't concern me. A
0: system in flux. It just takes time for a new regime to settle in, even in a place like Lincoln, Nebraska, at SCWVB. While I was not too confident before. So I guess I should start praying for a miracle. So with the loss of Takitaki and some injuries kind of pending and looming around fall camp, there are two sides, obviously. But let's look at who Sione Takitaki is as a player on the field, Brian. And we get it best from head coach Bronco Mendenhall.
2: Well, um, so Bronson uh, is really a a strong pass rusher. Um, Sione Takitaki is a strong pass rusher. If I had to say one and two, it's probably those two at this point.
0: Okay, so Sione Takitaki labeled as one of the two best pass rushers on the team. When you listen to that alone, this news that he won't play at Nebraska, it hurts. He's a guy Mm -hmm. that had flashes of brilliance, particularly at UCF on that strip sack uh, fumble that saved some points before halftime and kept BYU really in the game. So knowing what we have seen, what we expect, and what Bronco is saying, there is no question he has a bright future for BYU football. So that that hurts. That hurts. But are you devastated, Brian? See, that's a, that's the thing,
1: man. I'm still I'm undecided. I guess if, if I if I'm concerned, if I'm nervous about it, because like you said, we we saw those those flashes last year. He's, he had some games where he really shined. And and you hear the great news. You you, you watch him in spring. You know elevators game. You hear what Coach Minn and and the coach staff has to say about him. And so you know where where this kid can go with his career. You know his potential. However, you you really don't know the step that any kid makes until you see them on the field, regardless of camp, regardless of spring ball. And so we haven't seen that yet. That's why I am am really undecided with with him as a player. As far as uh, losing him in, in, in depth, like you said, there's a lot of depth there. So that's that. That really doesn't concern me for that very that that very reason. Hey, next guy up, and this is one of the deepest positions on the second on the on the defense.
0: Bronco Mendenhall said there are ten different linebackers that he is considering for the four different spots right now.
1: And everybody got reps, man. Everybody got reps from the inside linebackers all the way to the outside linebackers. And, and nowadays. Uh, the coaching staff does a great job of cross-training tra- these guys, so you are playing both sides of the field. So, yeah, I mean, a- 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 and again, going back to Nebraska, right? And, and you look at some of the, th- the guys that they lost on the offensive line. There's three return or three starters uh, that uh, accumulated 50 starts, career starts. That that's going to be gone. Now that's interior. So, you know, a, a guy like Sione would be playing more outside. But still, they're, they're having some, some, some issues with trying to find their starters. And then you look at their quarterback situation. They're in a quarterback battle, too. So things aren't going to be peachy for, for Nebraska. That gives enough time for maybe some of the younger guys, these guys that, that played a little bit last year, to, to, to take advantage of
0: something that's not well-established right now in Nebraska. Brian, you're clearly big on what has the player done on the field, as am I. So let's look at some of Sione Takitaki's numbers and bring on our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Sione Takitaki recorded three sacks and four tackles for loss in his freshman year. That's pretty good. Yes, really. I've seen him in the backfield a lot through the first few days of fall camp. So there is no denying that he can play. But all of that said, Brian, here's why I'm not concerned. Because linebacker is the deepest position group on the BYU football team right now. Fact. There is plenty of talent behind Sione Takitaki. So maybe it goes from an A to an A-. minus. But Mm, I'm just fine. Tehu Kautai is a guy that comes to mind. Had a three-sack game last year. But the dude that really shone in spring ball was Cy Tautu. And he's the next best option, in my opinion, to replace Sione in that opener against Nebraska.
1: Yeah, I would I would agree with you 100%. And you look at, at Cy, too, in, in his spring, right? He, he, I think, took another step uh, with his game. So it, it's going to be interesting to see to see how effective his offseason has been, you know, come Nebraska. And obviously he's going to have an opportunity. He is the next guy up. Um, Did some good things against Virginia. uh, Had five tackles, uh, uh, half a tackle for loss. Uh, So played in in, in 12 games last year, total 10 tackles, uh, 1.5 tackles for loss. Okay,
0: here's the thing about Cy, though. When you look at grading players, and Brian, you can break this down. According to Michael Alisa, who played outside linebacker, friend of the program, somebody who understands the position, there is not a more assignment sound, higher graded outside linebacker than Cy Tautu. All backing up why I don't feel that concern about that position going into the opener. Because if Cy is everything that I'm hearing he is, and going off what I've seen, it should be just plug and play. It's like a reload situation.
1: Exactly. And, and well when you look at BYU in the history, it is the outside linebackers, right? I mean, that's why guys like Fred Werner are coming to BYU is because they know this is outside linebacker you. I can get I have an opportunity to go to the NFL, Alani Fua, Calvin or et cetera. But going back to what Michael said, I mean, when you get graded, I think I was I was coming out of games with like seventy like 70%
0: grade. Okay, what does, that, 80, even mean? What does that even mean? How do you grade so every, somebody? Every
1: single play, you get a plus or you get a minus. And after all the plays that you have played, you calculate that up and then you get a a, a score from you know 0 to 100. And so I, me, a starter would usually get like 70 or 80. Now there's some some, some <laughs> other issues. I would never really run to the ball the way I wouldn't hustle. So you're graded from top to bottom where you, in your assignments, uh, or, or were you, did you know your assignment? Were you in the position, the correct position you needed to be to make the play? And then did you make the play? And then did you have enough effort to uh, to, to execute? So even if you weren't in the play, um, how determined were you to, to try, right? And, and so if you are the highest graded linebacker or, or in any position, you're doing all of those things correctly. Effort. You have you have your you have talent and ability, uh, and most importantly, you know the playbook. You're in the right place at the right time.
0: We've discussed at length the linebacking positions, and there are some other depth concerns. The defensive backs, Micah Hanneman hasn't practiced. Mitchell, or excuse me, Garrett Jurgens broke his clavicle yesterday. He's out for several weeks. So, all, all of that said, right now BYU is okay. The problem is. They can't really afford to lose anybody else.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how Coach Mendenhall is going to resume with the physical nature that he likes to have with fall, it, during fall camp. I mean, and this is every coach's problem at every single level. Do I, you know, turn this thing up and have these guys smack each other around to get them ready for the first game? They got to be physical. They got to they got to be what, you know sound in their tackling and, and, and in blocking, etc. Or do I do I tailor it back a little bit because of the health? Do you know? So it's it's a it's a it's a hard issue that coaches have, and it sucks when you have it in the beginning of the of fall camp. Amen. Because now you got to taper back even more and have that and have that that decision and be in limbo. So it'll be interesting to see how this
0: starts to to play out. What if another running back gets injured? Nate Carter is the guy right now, along with Algie Brown. We'll talk to Nate coming up in just a little bit. Mitch Matthews is out. He says he's going to return to practice, but for now, until he shows up, he's out. Guy Holiday, receivers coach, will talk about how much of a concern that is in about five minutes on BYU Sports Nation. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join us. How confident are you going into the Nebraska game considering current suspensions and injuries? Let's go to the Twitter machine.
3: It's winter time.
0: At Blaine Jacob, the loss of Taki Taki will be a hard one, but with all teams, you hope you have some depth that can rise up. It's not a good thing to lose Sione by any means, so not. don't misunderstand me. Like I said, you go from an A to an A-minus, right. but when you're only dropping a half grade, at least that's how I'm seeing it, it's not like... Oh, no, the world is ending. BYU has no shot now defensively. No, I, th- I think Saitautu is a very formidable replacement.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, like, when, it's like when you have Jerem Jordan on the show and then Brian Logan comes in. Are you? A to A minus. That's what it is.
0: Wow. Are you really doing do, like that? you like that humble approach, taking, approach that I just, I was just going to say, take, that is serious I, humility. I read my Bible last night. Okay. You know, At bit. AA14DK. Anything is possible with Taser at the helm. Hashtag in Taysom we trust.
1: Mm, it all comes back to Tasem, huh?
0: It did last year, right? <laughs> You're right. You're right, it did. It did it last did. year. He was everything. They gambled. Yeah. And then when he got hurt, it backfired. So, I mean, that's, yeah, it, it has some relevance. <laughs> Up next, BYU wide receiver coach Guy Holiday. How concerned is he that Mitch Matthews hasn't played thus far? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of all things BYU simulcasts on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Don't miss our first women's soccer broadcast of the season this Saturday as
1: the 19th ranked BYU women take on Arizona at Southfield. The game will be on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday. I'll be there. You're going to be there? Uh, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. Isn't there a scrimmage?
0: Football? Uh, there is. But that's earlier in the day, Brian. Ooh. Come I th- on. I'll be at the scrimmage.
1: One trip, man. I can only do one trip.
0: Stay no. down here after the scrimmage. Go am- to the soccer game. Where am I going to stay? What are you doing with your adorable three-year-old little boy. He's coming again, man. I put him to bed the other night. He's like,
1: Dad, can we go to football again?
0: Yeah, can tell him he can come to the football game and to the soccer game. I'm like,
1: game. yeah, man, but don't get too, you know, caught up with football. You got to play baseball.
0: <laughs> Only if
1: you reach 5'7", son.
0: Our Twitter question today, how confident... <laughs> For Leighton's sake, I hope he reaches 5'7". Me too. How confident are you going into the Nebraska game considering current suspensions and injuries? At Save Jerem, Great Twitter handle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on! Time out! Time out! Time out! Sa- that's real. Is that real? That's a, that's a real Twitter handle. That is legit.
0: I'm confident based on the new level of discipline placed over the team. Hashtag repeat of Brian's senior year. Going back to what you talked about yesterday.
1: Oh yes. yes Would yes, you yes.
0: like to run some more?
1: Uh, no. Mm-mm. Yeah, but that will do. It, that will do it for you, man. <laughs> Running. Uh, and, and being disciplined, it, you know, you're you're a freshman that just got off that yellow bus that knew nothing, you know, knew not one page of the playbook. Oh, it does things to you, man. They'll come knowing what page is on, the you know what type of ink, the font. Don't know everything. Uh, so yeah, running takes care of all.
0: BYU wide receivers coach Guy Holiday has quite the job this year, trying to figure out who's going to play, where they're going to play, when they're going to play, and oh by the way. His leading receiver coming off last year, Mitch Matthews, hasn't been in camp yet. How much of a concern is that? How talented does he think this group is? I think it's talented, but he's all about earning everything. It's BYU Sports Nation All Access with receivers coach Guy Holiday. All right, coach. The wide receivers have received a lot of attention early in camp because they might be the deepest group. Um, How does it feel to coach such an experienced, talented
3: group of receivers? Before we say talented, let's just wait <laughs> till we get on the field. It's really good to coach a group that's competing. Uh, I, I think the uh, number one thing when I got here was we wanted to build depth because what happens with depth is just it, it creates competition and competition makes you better. That part of it is fun. But before we say we're the best group or we're the most experienced and talented, let's just wait until the first game and see what that brings because then we'll know where we are. That's a great coach answer. You know that, right? And I don't know if it's a great coach answer. It's just a guy holiday answer. I mean, it's just me being truthful. I mean, I don't the, – the one thing I'm always afraid of is, uh, you know, people overhyping. I I love the expectations being high because it gives us something to shoot for and we're not backing down. But, um, you know, just everybody, let's temper the, uh, the whole thought process because we're developing. And, uh, you know, we're going to continue to do that and work hard. I promise you this, we will uh, – when we step out on the field, though, we're going to be worth watching, and uh, that's just my, I guess my arrogance, and hopefully it breeds off on them, and and we'll be ready to play. I'm not I'm not backing down from that, but today I'm not willing to say that we're the best group. We got a ways to go. Where have your receivers improved the most from last season to now, day four
0: of fall camp?
3: Well, I, I think. A couple players in particular have really improved. Uh, Nick Kurtz, I think, is a lot more comfortable with where he is as a player. Devon Blackman, I mean, you know, everybody was expecting so much from him so soon. Devon didn't know uh, the BYU offense from, you know, from any other offense. So now he's more comfortable, and and confidence brings out a, a better player. I think Kurt Henderson... Uh, has really worked really hard this summer, and he's really stepped up, and he's trying. You know, he's not trying, but he is competing to play. I, I, but the most player, the player that I am more pleased with than anybody is Moroni, a return missionary that is, um, man, he he, uh, he has a chance to really help us and be special. And, uh, you know, as long as we can keep building, a, you know, Weeksy Josh Weeks, is uh, he's made some catches this camp. So the thing that we want to do is just compete. And, and if we compete and, and have competitive greatness then we're I, I think we have a chance to be a really good unit and uh, it's a constant building process it's a grind we got to stay on our grind we have to work and and um, you know we want to carry the load and say hey if we're good the offense will be good and that's, is, that's just going to be our attitude and that's you know, I, I think the attitude of the the unit will reflect my attitude, and I don't expect anything but us to be great, whether it's we just have two players out there. If we have 10, we're going to be good, and, and that's what uh, I expect from my guys.
0: How much more confident are you now in year three of the Go Fast, Go
3: Hard offense in terms of opening up the playbook to the quarterbacks and the receivers now? Well, I think it's like anything else. You know, we, we didn't me coming in, I wasn't familiar with the offense. So now that I have each year a better familiarity and and uh, Robert does a great job and he's more familiar with us and our strengths and our weaknesses, we're growing. And now you know your players and uh, you have to configure your offense to your talent level. Uh, and, and so it takes a minute. I mean, let's be honest. Before we got here, that spring we had 15 practices with them. And then you have another 20 practices before the first game and and you know so you you really don't know your talent level of each individual player now after year two you know we kind of we we knew and now going into year three you really understand what each player can do so you formulate your offense which i think coach and does a great job of around the strengths of the of each position and um you know that's that's is that opening up the playbook? I think not necessarily opening up the playbook, but gearing the playbook towards your talent level I think is better suited.
0: Mitch Matthews uh, has not participated in any full-speed drills thus far. Doesn't seem to be too much of a major concern, at least the body language from Mitch and and from the coaches, but how much of a concern is it for you as his coach that he, he has not played up to this point?
3: The great thing about this game is one man's, go, uh, one man's junkyard is another man's gold mine. And right now Mitch is out and, uh, you know, the world's not going to stop because Mitch Matthews isn't here. So we got to get ready to play. Now, I expect Mitch, when he comes back to compete, we're not just going to give Mitch uh, the starting job. I don't do that with anybody, So and he knows that. And uh, what it does is allows somebody else to get more reps. And then when Mitch comes back, we'll see. Mitch is very confident in himself, and that's part of being a player is, is really – uh, thinking that you can do it or knowing that you can do it and that's who he is and uh, it's interesting to watch will the, will the other players kind of concede that if you have that then you don't have the mentality that you want in your room I want my players to look at Mitch when he comes back and say oh no no no, no. you're not getting this rep this is my rep you earn your right and I know that's going to be Mitch's attitude when he comes back and uh, if it's not then he's not the player that I think he is and uh you know, I've been wrong before, but just once or twice in my life.
2: <laughs>
0: what do you want to see from your receivers between now and game number one? You have 24 days. What do you want to see them do the most or improve in the most?
3: Well, it's like anything else. And I, I think since I've come here, I, I said, uh, you better bring your lunch pail to work, you know, because we're going to we're, we're compete. And uh, so what I look for in the field is no matter what you're doing, do you go hard? Do you really want to you know, set a standard? Don't doubt yourself. and uh, Because the thing is, if you do the wrong thing and you're going full speed, a lot of times something good will happen and we can fix that. So from my guys, all I want to see is the highest level of competition. And I don't care who lines up in front of you. When, when you're really good and you know you're good and uh, nothing against a walk-on, freshman walk-on or a true freshman, I want my upper class to walk out and say, you know what, I'm just going to destroy you. I'm going to humiliate you. And uh, it's nothing personal because against Nebraska, we're all friends. But right now, you're our enemy. And my job is to destroy you and own you. And when I see that mentality, then I know we're ready.
0: When you talk, people get excited. I feel excited right now. You've taken that to Twitter.
3: Will that continue throughout the season? You know, I, I go through spurts. All depends on what day you you uh, catch me on. Um, my my thing with uh, with with Twitter is it, it really lets me express myself, and and uh, I'm a very uh, I'm a very passionate person. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm energetic, but I am a competitor, and uh, so my thing is, and and if I can help somebody out there read something it inspires them, it makes them want to compete because I believe your destiny is in your hands and it's up to you and I, I really get frustrated whether it's a player or you know even a former player of my own or maybe if it's even somebody in my family because anytime i put something out there i'm talking to someone and it's just my way of saying hey today is a new day and you better get after it because you can sit around and complain the rest of the world don't care about your complaints they just want to know that you're doing the best you can do and if you can do that then in the the end, you know, that's all you can ask of yourself. And a lot of times I'm putting it out for myself to remind myself that, hey, yesterday is gone and today is all you have and tomorrow is not promised. And sometimes I pick up on that because I'm human too. You know, I I hit a lull and, uh, you know, like Kobe Jorgensen, I mean, that puts things in perspective that, you know, this is a game. It's a game I want to win. I want to win every play. I want to win every day. But in the end, I want to win at life. And that's where Twitter helps me remind myself that that is something that I want to accomplish. BYU Sports Nation fully supports the Guy Holiday Twitter account and the all caps movement. Hey, you got to have caps because if you ever heard my voice, it's big as all get out, you know. <laughs> so if I put everything in, in, in small letters like everybody else, you just won't realize how big my mouth is.
0: We need the emphasis. Hey,
3: every now and then you just got to say today is today. And if I can't say it loud enough, I'm put it in little letters, maybe it won't mean as much to you as it does to me.
0: Don't forget it. Coach Holiday, BYU Sports Nation, all access BYU football. Go Cougars. Always exuberant and enthusiastic and right to the point. Okay, given what he said about Mitch Matthews, and he didn't make it about, you know, I'm concerned because he's not on the field yet. He said right away, other guys are getting reps. And when mm-hmm. he comes back, he wants those guys that are getting Mitch's reps to say no. Uh-uh. This is my rep. You have to take it from me. Yes. What do you take from that, Brian? That's a. I mean, that's a great
1: mentality for a player to have, but most importantly for a coach to have. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we all know that Mitch is is most likely going to start. Uh, and, and we and we and, and, and I think what what Coach Holiday is saying as far as he has to earn his his way back in, and, and he's just not going to get. You know the position handed, the starting spot handed to him. He's meaning that, hey, you have to come and work for this, Mitch. I mean, yes, this is what we expect you to to do. This is what we expect you to be. We know that you're going to be a starter, but don't come in here day one after all of your guys, your teammates have you know ran sprints and 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 sweated and went through all these uh, different you know practices, etc. And think that you're gonna come in and just take over because you're not. You gotta work from the bottom just like Drake did and come all the way to the top wow. to get that starting position, just like these guys are
0: fighting for. You would get a Drake reference I, in there, you? I, I had you? to throw it in, man. It's not a B B-Low show. Start it. Start it from the button, then we hit. Start it. Okay. Okay. But, but I but
1: I but I can I can appreciate that. And and, and a, a good thing that he said, too, is that I want Mitch to think the same thing. I want Mitch to come in and think that, oh, these guys are starters right now. These, I have to go and take their position because at the end of the day, competition is, is healthy, and that's what drives um, you to excel to the next level.
0: If you don't follow Guy Holiday on Twitter, you should do that right now. Yes. It is honest entertainment.
1: It, it, it is, yeah.
0: Ga- on game day, his game day tweets, worth the follow alone. It's motivating, too. Up next, one of the running backs trying to replace some lost swag, Nate Carter. I mean, he just gets work done when he's given the chance. We'll talk to him next on BYU Sports Station All Access. BYU Sports Station brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club, Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision Live. On BYU Radio, simulcast on BYUtv. Vote
1: now on the greatest plays of independence on BYUtv.org. If you haven't had an opportunity to check out those plays, do so. Pretty good plays and highlights there. Um, I absolutely love the fact that Kyle's getting a lot of love, and my play that I think is going to take it uh, is The Leap of Faith.
0: The bracket has been shrunk from 16 plays to now 8 plays. You can vote through Sunday night, I believe, yes, Sunday night, and then it will go to the semifinals. The greatest play in BYU football independence. Vote now on the eight remaining plays, TV.org. We will tweet out a link on our BYU Sports Nation account. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Linebacker Sione Takitaki has been charged with a couple of counts of Class B misdemeanor theft by BYU police. As a result, Bronco Mendenhall has suspended Takitaki for the season opener at Nebraska.
1: BYU announces that their 2019 home game against Wisconsin has been rescheduled for September 16th, 2017, at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Now with LSU, you got Utah uh, on that schedule in September. Another tough challenge. In September for Tanger Man, T- Tanner Man, Tanner Man, yeah, in his group, I'm telling you, it's all him. it's all on him, right, Spencer? <sighs> That's what you said.
0: He's the dude. He's Just stay the guy. healthy, Taysom. Let Tanner develop. Tanner Bronco Mendenhall told the media yesterday, following day four of fall camp, that running back recruit Charles West out of Texas may join the team in January. Nice.
1: Mitch Matthews confirmed yesterday after practice that he's recovering from an inguinal hernia. Matthews had what he called a minor surgery and is expected to begin practice next week.
0: Inguinal sounds like either a pasta or some sort of lizard.
1: Uh, I would definitely say a pasta. <laughs> I had uh, a, a tear in the groin area as well, and it was definitely more of uh, a noodle than a, a lizard.
0: The point is, get better, <laughs> Mitch, get back on the field. I first met Nate Carter the now senior walk-on running back at BYU as a freshman when he was playing at College of the Desert in Palm Desert, California. He told me at that time, I'm going to BYU, I'm going to be a walk-on, and that he would play. Three years later, after all of the dust has settled, Jamal Williams having to withdraw and sit out a year. The spotlight is now on Nate Carter. Does he like it? Is he ready for it? BYU Sports Station All Access with the running back trying to Fill in some of the swag all right, Nate, day four of fall camp, all of a sudden you've kind of been thrust into the spotlight. How
2: do you feel about the increased attention? Uh, <laughs> increased attention I'm not super excited about that I'm, I'm excited about the opportunity to play um, increased attention it's, it's kind of that's, that's kind of it is what it is, but uh just super excited to be here. A bunch of great guys out here, and uh, great team. The team looks really well, looks really good and I'm just excited to play, so.
0: Taking me to the moment you find out that your role is going to be that much greater because of,
2: you know, the unfortunate news that Jamal's not going to be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, I heard talk a little about it, but, I, you know, I didn't jump to conclusions until so I got the actual call from Coach Markey, and uh, he called me, and I'm not going to lie, like when I first got the call, you know, my heart pounded a little bit, you know, and uh, I, I just felt really, I really felt for Jamal. He'd been working really hard, and, uh, you know, he's getting his speed back. He looked really good. Um, he's kind of right where he wanted to be for, you know, his recovery and things, and then we got the news, and. You know, it was tough. Um, but, you know, Coach Mark, you he said, hey, when you get over this and, you know, look towards the season. And, you know, he's, he expressed his confidence in me. And and uh, now I'm just super excited and kind of anxious for the opportunity to play. So I'm excited about it. Your
0: coaches have been really high on all the preparation you put in over the summer, uh, not only as a runner but as a pass blocker and all the things that go along with that. How do you feel like you got better the most over the summer?
2: Yeah, um, I think that, honestly, it's kind of hard to say one or two things, you know, because we are so – you know, is running and lifting and, and and skill work. You know, um, and you can't really figure out how much better you've gotten until actually you actually come out and play. I think our shape as a team, myself included, but as a team, I think that I think you know, I'm confident to say that we're in the best shape that we've ever been in, and it was it was by far the best summer that I've been in my you know my four years here in the program, um, and I, I that that's directly translating into how we practice. You know, like I wish you guys hear the intensity was super high yesterday, you know, and. Uh, there's a few fights and things like that, but that's that 's football you know and, and the coaches understand that, and that, but they 're also doing a really good job you know helping us kinda, kind of kind uh, of focus you know that, that that energy and that intensity and it 's helping our team immensely you know like uh, we 're in great shape, uh, guys are able to go more plays at a time you know and uh, you know myself included you know i'm just very confident in my ability because of how we train over the summer, so
0: with that increased accountability and yesterday there were fights so the team was punished when individuals make mistakes a drop pass a false start offsides there are up downs do you like the increased accountability that I guess then
2: brings you know situations where you have to condition more and maybe it's a little bit unwelcome yeah I think whether we like it or not we need it you know and uh like yesterday was tough it was uh it wasn't easy to be doing all that, you know all the conditioning and then go right back in a team and uh you know, try and carry the ball, or you know, break down and block somebody. You know, is was, was hard, but but I think that you know we we realized, especially last season, you know, we had you know we kind of fared on the on the you know we kind of had a lot of penalties last year, and uh, especially 15 yarders, and so it's it's good. That we, you know, that we kind of try and connect. That you know, whether whether it's one person or the whole team, we make a mistake, the whole team pays for it. And so that's that's our philosophy on the practice field as well. You know, if if, if one person throws a punch, you know, the whole team is is going to be punished for that. And so, like I said, I don't know if we really like it, but it's it, we need it, and the accountability is there. So, your journey has kind of been a long, windy one. I know you and I go back to actually
0: College of the Desert in Southern California. You work your way back up here, walk on, and now you find yourself. Uh, one of the top two running backs on the depth chart. How much
2: of a test in patience has this been for you? Um, you know, if I didn't if I wouldn't enjoy the journey then I probably would it probably wouldn't then it probably would be hard on my patience, you know, but I mean every year, like even every day you just come out and love football. I told myself, you know, back in the day when I was running Scout O and uh I was in the interview earlier, you know, talking about how like I ran Scout O against Ziggy and, and uh Jordan Pendleton and you know Cal Van all these phenomenal players that, that hit really hard, you know, and that was me getting hit. You know, I told myself that, you know, people would ask, like, how's football going and stuff, you know, and I just tell, I told myself that when I didn't, when I stopped enjoying it, I stopped playing. But, uh, like, I mean, I love coming to practice every day. I love the training aspect, everything about it. And so the journey's been long, but I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I love it. I love BYU football. And so it's, it's not, it hasn't been hard to be patient at all. And now, you know, I think the thing about it is, talk about a journey, but, you know, it's not new, it, to me, it's kind of still in the beginning phase. and you know, we got a long season. And uh, I just want to, you know, kind of, you know, put a good cap on on this journey that I've had. So, When Coach Anai says, and he was asked to describe you,
0: dependable, reliable, where he needs to be, looks more explosive, when you hear
2: your offensive coordinator say those things about you, what goes through your mind? I didn't know he said that. So, um, you know, I. It, for me it's all about trust, you know, like, I know that they can't throw anyone out there in a game situation because they don't necessarily trust them. And so I just hope that I'm building that trust, especially Coach Knight, you know, because he calls the plays. And, and uh, I know that for a long time now, Coach Mark has been very clear that, you know, even the last season, the season before that, he told me, he's like, Nate, I trust you, you know. Like, I know that you go out there, you're going to know what you're doing. um, And so, you know, I've, my big thing is just try to control the things you can control. And so learning the plays, you know, like, you know, you can't know every play perfectly, you know. You can't, you know, it's not guaranteed you're going to catch every ball or things like that. But... I just try to do the very best that I can with things that I can control, and so to have you know, coach and I say that is, uh, I mean, you know, boost my confidence a little bit. But mostly just because I, I want to make sure that he trusts me 100%, and he's going to need to this season, you know, and I'm going to need him to this season. So, so it's good.
0: Nebraska is preparing to face Algie Brown and Nate Carter. What's the scatting report on the top two
2: running backs right now? Oh man, I'd say, I'd say, I hope to say speed and power. You know, Algie's a bruiser. Um, you know, I, I hopefully can, you know, when I get into the secondary, I feel like that's my, you know, my, my strong suit is when I get through that first line and can make a cut. Um, yeah, I, I just, I hope that it's it's uh, being versatile and, and honestly, I think, like, durable, you know. I think, you know, Algie's a bruiser and he punishes linebackers sometimes. And uh, I think that, I think the two of us, when we're together, I think it's good because he can come in and kind of bruise some people and then I can hopefully kind of cut around, cut and run around him, you know? So. There's some big boys out there, especially Nebraska. So, um, hopefully, you know, hopefully that's our scouting port. important. Hopefully, that you know, that's what that's what we're working on. That's what we worked on all summer is uh, explosiveness and speed and and power. And so, uh, I think we'll be ready for them. And I think that's I think that's where we're at. So, have you envisioned the moment you run out of the tunnel at Lincoln Memorial Stadium 24 days from now? You know, uh, I've thought about it a lot. I don't know if I really envisioned that, but uh, I'm. I mean, there's so many good venues we play at this year. Like, I'm just super excited about it. And uh, I've been thinking a lot more about, like, you know, during the game stuff, you know. So um, just getting that first carry or, you know, hopefully breaking a big run. You know, that's something I've worked for, you know, for years now, literally for years now. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, pull off some victories. I think that's going to be the really sweet part, you know, is there's so many guys in this team that, you know, you see them play the way they play, make a big play, you know, even some of the walk-ons. Like Mitch Jurgens, for example, you know, like, if I see him make a big play, I'm just as excited for him as if you know make a big run. And it's the same thing for Kurt Henderson, you know, and, and everyone on the team. You know, taste makes a good run. You know, you're just excited. And so I've envisioned a lot, and it's not just about me running the tunnel, but it's also, you know, coming out with some big wins and some big venues. So, Are you ready for your moment?
0: I am, absolutely, 100%. Nate Carter, BYU Football All Access with BYU Sports Nation. Thanks, Nate. Frank Wintrick said something very interesting to me about Nate Carter. He said, I've been around Navy SEALs, guys that have been commissioned to go and do things for the government, and Nate Carter has the same disposition as those guys. Mm. Doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low, comes to work, asks for his mission, goes and executes it, and comes back the next day and does the same exact thing.
1: I mean, that's, that's saying a lot right there when you're compared to Navy SEALs. And, and when you have that mindset paired with, your or his athletic ability Uh, the fact that he is short you know he's five four he linemen and linebackers can't see him he's explosive he's very shifty hits the hole really fast i mean these are the intangibles these are the things that you are looking for uh, in your running back and when you look at today's trend in the nfl a lot of teams are going for these smaller, shiftier guys. You're, you're lower to, to, to the ground. Your center of gravity is lower, so you can make these quicker, easier shifts. Um, and most importantly, these six foot three, six foot seven defensive line and linebackers can't see
0: you. You're too small. See Danny Woodhead. Right. He's that guy, he's that, that type of player. Nate Carter's going to see the field on September 5th.
3: Countdown to the Cornhuskers.
0: 23 days days away, BYU and Nebraska will air on ABC National, 3.30 Eastern, 1.30 Mountain Time. Nate Carter at running back along with Algie Brown and the BYU Cougars open the season in just over three weeks. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation and welcome to the club. Hey, the Marriott Center has new video boards. Is this a big deal? How big of a deal? We discuss next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of all things BYU, Spencer Linton, Brian Logan, live from Studio B. Don't miss our first women's soccer broadcast
1: of the season this Saturday as a 19th-ranked BYU women take on Arizona at Southfield.
0: The game will be on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern time, On Saturday. Loaded show today. Download the podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app if you missed anything. It's time we revisit some of our major talking points and decide, Brian, if they are a big deal or no deal. Big deal. No deal. Let's get to it. Number one. Big deal, no deal. Sione Takitaki out versus Nebraska. I am going to say no deal because of the depth at the linebacking position for BYU. Sione is a great player, but Cy Tautu and Teo Kautai have proven themselves just as much in-game, Brian, that I think there won't be that much of a drop-off, no deal.
1: I'm going to say no deal, and I'm going to go the opposite way, which is focusing on Nebraska and the fact that three of their returning starters are gone, and they uh, accounted for 50 starts. So they're going to have a little bit of struggles uh, with with, uh, trying to find some guys that have that experience in uh, some depth. So, no deal.
0: Perhaps a depleted offensive line. Number two. Big deal, no deal. BYU to host Wisconsin in 2017. I don't see any way this can't be a big deal because you look at the 2017 schedule. Those first six games now with the addition of Wisconsin, unbelievable. Neutral against LSU, Home to Utah, home to Wisconsin. Later, you're home to Boise State. Oh, by the way, you got to go on the road to Mississippi State. This is a big deal because the 2017 schedule now rivals 2016, backing up what Bronco Mendenhall told us on Media Day.
1: Yes, big deal, Spencer Linton. I'm going to go with the approach of, of recruiting. What does this do for that recruit that is getting offers from Pac-10, Pac-12 schools? Big 12 schools, Big 10 schools. Now I can come in and say, oh, I could play an SEC school. I can play a Pac-12 school. I can play a Big 10 school. All back to back to back. Yes, this is exciting for BYU and the program and for the fans here in Provo.
0: I'm going to give you the honors for number three, Brian. I want you to go first. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Charles West could join the team in January.
1: This is a big deal. You said it earlier, Spencer, when you have – uh, the, the opportunity for Charles West, Jamal Williams to come back, uh, and then you have Algie Brown, and then my man Squally. I mean, imagine the nightmare that Coach Markey's going to have when it comes to how am I going to get all of these guys reps, right? How can I spread the love and the wealth? How can everybody eat here at this at this dinner table?
0: In Big that deal. hypothetical situation, I am on board with you, Brian. <laughs> Big deal. But right now – On this day, I say no deal because Charles West is not on campus. When he gets on campus, I'm all in with you. Until then, no deal. Number four.
1: Last one. Big deal, no deal.
0: New Marriott Center video boards. This is a big deal. This
1: helps out for the fans. Uh, This helps out for recruits. This helps out for the players. I remember playing in 2009 at the Cowboy Stadium for the first time in my life, Spencer. I was 6'3 on those monitors. (laughs) Big deal.
0: (laughs) I can't go opposite of that. Yes, this is a big deal. The Marriott Center has awaited Long anticipated renovations—they are done. The video board is amazing; it's impressive. It will change the entire game experience for anybody that comes to the Marriott Center. This is a big deal because it helps in so many ways. And as he mentioned, recruiting—okay, all of this stuff goes into recruiting. This is a big deal. That was a spirited yes, conversation, was. wasn't it? Yeah. Six-three, Brian Logan on the big board at Cowboys Stadium. Man. <laughs> That's funny, man. I was doing damage oh. <laughs> on the big screen. <laughs> on the field. A recap. Tons of football news today coming in the Cougar Whip Round plus your elite tweet of the day. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. I say whip it good. It's time for the Cougar Whiparound
1: Football. BYU announces the 2019 home game versus Wisconsin has been moved to September 16th in the 2017 season. BYU will begin 2017 with a neutral site game against LSU and then two home games with Utah and Wisconsin.
0: Sione Takitaki has been suspended for the opener at Nebraska after being charged with two counts of theft by BYU police. Bronco Mendenhall told the media yesterday following
1: day four fall camp that recruit Charles West may join the team in January after West's legal issues in Texas are all cleared up.
0: Mitch Matthews confirmed yesterday after practice he's recovering from an inguinal hernia. Matthews had what he called minor surgery. He's expected to begin practice next week. Cougars in the NFL. Several Cougars suit up for NFL preseason games tonight. Undrafted rookies Devin Mahina and DeAndre Wesley will have a shot to get some playing time tonight. Notably, Jake Heaps and the New York Jets will take on Kyle Van Noy, Ziggy Ansa, and the Detroit Lions at 7.30 Eastern. Jake! Soccer. BYU was picked as the
1: preseason favorite to win the WCC championships. Two Cougars, Ashley Hatch and Michelle Murphy, were also named to the all-WCC preseason women's soccer team.
0: Men's volleyball. Ben Patch and Jake Langlois both played for Team USA last night in a four-set loss to Venezuela at the Pan Am Cup in Reno. Tonight they face Mexico at 10 Eastern. Women's volleyball. BYU
1: was ranked 11th in the, in the ACVA preseason coaches poll. The Cougars finished the season at third last year after appearing in the National Championship match. Baseball.
0: There you go. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. from you need host DexterLaw.com. I'm giving it to Nate Carter for enduring. Going the hard route, the windy road, and now he has earned his chance in the spotlight. Well done, Nate Carter. The number two running back in the depth chart for BYU right now. Twitter question today how confident are you going into the Nebraska game considering current suspensions and injuries? At Shy Vlog says, confident BYU has the best player in the universe. It all comes back to Taysom. The elite tweet of the day from at Jmort 007. Outstanding interview with Coach Holliday. Point me to the wall and I'll run through it. Yes.
1: Uh, put a helmet on first though. Yeah.
0: Thanks to our guest, Guy Holiday, Nate Carter. My co-host, Brian Logan. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Our podcast on iTunes. For Brian, I am Spencer. Shout out to all of the guys on the...